And do you know how many people would probably like run away at the sight of dismembered legs? Yeah. Dude, there's a four foot bong and a bag of weed by your bed. <laughs> Jelly Wings, the parlor game for nerds, is nearing extinction. It's in my pod! It's in my pod! <laughs> I will find proof. <laughs> I am very easily startled, Mr. Finkley. I don't know which regulation body would regulate the uh, penis ring that you were talking about earlier. (laughs) I'm ready to remain conscious as we record this show. Hey, welcome to Local Stuff. My name is Mark. You know, I'm more of a browner than a burner, Frankum, and that is Chris. I crisp up like a lobster, Finkston. How you doing, man? Ah, a browner than a bird. I'm good. Are you good? Because with those, uh, yeah, with those nicknames, I guess I'm curious. Well, what is I, a browner? I, I, well, I bronze up. I, do, I don't really burn that much. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Okay. I, I get brown it. up like a brownie. Oh, nice. So you get or those. a nice piece of, nice, perfectly done piece of toast. Ooh, I like Ooh. toast. Yeah. Toast. I like you. <laughs> so today at Why the end, you? instead of saying toast, we have to say Mark. Like <laughs> <laughs> I would so love to say what, why uh, did I bring all that stuff up, Chris? I don't know. Uh, yeah. And I would love to say we're going to remember to say Mark at the end, but we're not. Well, probably not. Yeah. But anyway, um, um, why did you bring all that stuff up? I don't know. Maybe we're talking uh, about skin breaking down today. Oh, no, we're not on Decubitus. Damn it. <laughs> no. Well, uh, so I was working on Decubitus. This is a good segue. Thank you, Chris, for that perfectly natural segue. Fun in the I sun, was working it. on Decubitus ulcers when I realized that generally we I do about, what, 10 pages, 9, 10 pages of prep? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I got to like three and ran out of stuff on Decubitus ulcers. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, so I was sitting on post kind of stressing, looking around, and I went onto my Facebook page and <clears> – <throat> You know when you're at work and you have open charts in your inbox? Oh, I love that feeling. And you can't – yeah, right. It just irritates you because you're sitting there, right? Yeah. I, that irritates me. But also what irritates me is like on Facebook when my messenger shows I have a message. Oh. But I've looked at all my messages and there still says I have one. Oh. Yeah, I'm with well, you. I was saying that today. I had two and I couldn't figure it out. Well, it's because they were on my medical stuff side or on, on the medical stuff side, not mine. It's oh, ours. Yeah. So I went over and looked at them, and I got a message from Allie. All and right, she Allie. Left a, left a voice message, which was pretty cool. Wow. Um, and she came up with a really good, solid idea, which was how did she put it? Um, basically, think well, I can't remember exactly how she put it, but um, things that can go wrong at the beach. Oh, wow. There we so go. that's why I was going to, that's why I labeled tonight's episode fun in the sun. I love that name. Yes. Do we talk about sharks? No, these are much smaller problems. Much that's bigger it, problems I'm out much toast. smaller things. Really? Okay. I mean, yes, absolutely. It's right at the bottom. We'll have to wait to get to the end of the show. We'll have a thing about sharks. No, I just scrolled down. It's not there. <laughs> um, it's Google Drive. Let it update. Just scroll back to the top and I'm sure it'll have updated by the time we get down there. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> With so yes, Ali saved the show tonight because literally I was like, I got nothing and yeah. I'm at work. And you unless I drinking. come up with a really and well, yeah, I'm at work. Hmm. Um and I'm probably not gonna have time to throw a decent prep together without having a good idea when I get home. Because there's usually anywhere up to a half an hour and be going, What the fuck am I gonna do the show on? <laughs> what the fuck am I gonna prep? I don't know. Until I finally find something, I'm like, oh, yeah, let's do this. So, Allie, 
this episode's for you because I had nothing. <laughs> you there? Yeah, no, I'm here. Okay, okay. So, yes, I just thank had you nothing. very much. <laughs> okay. All right, so fun in the sun. What can happen when you try and so have fun we, in the sun? So, we are going to start, we're going to talk about uh, basically like parasites and diseases you can pick up while you're at the beach. I thought we were going to talk about the frustration of trying to like get the sand off your feet, but then you get them wet. But then, of course, having wet feet while trying to walk in back from the ocean, of course, it's dry and it's on the sand. Unless you're at one of those public beaches with the little showers, you're going to spray your feet off. It's really irritating. No. Okay. Uh, so, Vibrofulnificus. No. Hey, real quick. Why don't you drink beer at the beach? Because uh, you I, get sand in your schlitz. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, why don't you? I'm like, I do drink beer at the beach, so I can't. I don't know. <laughs> I've got I've got no I've got no experience to pull from. Uh, I, got my dad a fake, I got my dad a fake water bottle that he can make his bottle of beer look like a water bottle. So nobody knows he's drinking beer. You know, I have a water bottle that does the same thing. You just put beer instead of water in it. No, this, the bottle fits inside this and it's insulated. Oh, so you just drop a bottle and you're good to go. Yeah. Why well, just the pour beer into a normal hydroflask? Because it gets a metallic, tinny, uh, bitter beer face. I feel like you just made that up old... on the spot. I don't feel no, like that's actually, a real that's a, problem. That's a, that, is a key, that was a very old Keystone beer commercial. Oh, oh, because oh they believe a, me. I know bitter beer face. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I know those commercials. Anyway. Yes. Uh, Vibrofolnificus. <laughs> Sure. Fulnificus? You know what? Prove me wrong. So, right. um, okay, but now, okay. Is it Vibrio or Vibro? Vibrio. All right. Vibrio Fulnificus is a pretty gnarly microbe. So eating raw gnarly, oysters, and, and I love oysters, uh, that harbor uh, V. Fulnificus. Uh, I'm more of a clam guy. What? I'm more of a clam guy. <laughs> Are you? Uh, results in nausea, <laughs> diarrhea, and abdominal pain. For swimmers with open wounds, uh, V. fulnificus infections can break down skin and cause ulceration, leading to its movie monster-like moniker. What is the movie monster-like moniker? Early treatment with antibiotics improves patients' chances, but severe cases sometimes require amputation. So, in the summer of 2014, a Florida news outlet claimed that a whopping 32 cases of V. fulnificus had popped up in the state, leading many media outlets to report that Florida was staving off an attack of flesh-eating bacteria. Um, Dun-dun-dun! That's the movie monster right there. Mm -hmm. Uh, The report's uh, numbers were a bit off. According to Florida Department of Health, the state had seen 15 cases with three confirmed deaths as of August of 2014. On average, the U.S. sees 95 cases of V. fulnificus per year with 85 hospitalizations and 35 deaths, the CDC reports. Roughly half of these occur across the Gulf of Mexico region. So, beachgoers um, should be careful uh, of entering water uh, with open wounds and seafood eaters should consider cooking their shellfish. To me, going into the ocean with an open wound just sounds painful. Well, but I can see it being like accidental. Like you got a scratch or something on your leg or like a skin knee or something. You get into the ocean. It can happen. Have you ever done a uh, a sensory deprivation tank? No, I never have. Oh, we should do that. Ooh. It's trippy. But it's uh, heavily salted water. And so they actually give you uh, Vaseline. They tell you not to shave. The day of. Okay. Or the uh, day before. Well, I can see that being it. Yeah. Yeah. And then they'll give you like a little thing of Vaseline. So if you do have any little nicks, you can put the Vaseline on there. Nice. And uh, cover up that spot. But beyond that, it's amazing. Can anyway. We be, can we be on. in an isolation tank together? <clears throat> uh, they do not have those that big. Well, it also wouldn't be an isolation tank. 
if you're with somebody oh, yeah. and you're not really isolated. Sure. I was making Good a funny. Point. And plus, really? besides what I would do is I would wait to like, all right, right about now, Mark should be in some sort of zone. And then I just go, Hey Mark, <laughs> what you thinking about? <laughs> do you like dogs? <laughs> do penguins have knees? <laughs> When the when the snow melts, where does all the white go? Right. Wow. <laughs> stomach uh, bugs. Here we go. Beach sands can harbor a slew of stomach bugs, not a stew, a slew, hmm. uh, which can cause bouts of nausea and cramping and Although severe in all fairness, A stew can indeed harbor stomach bugs. True, but would you have a slew in a stew of stomach bugs? You could. You could have a slew of stomach bugs in a stew. A 2009 study of the American Journal of Epidemiology found that digging in the beach sand and being buried in the beach sand risks raise the risk of diarrhea with beachgoers. Beachgoers could come down with full with some familiar pathogens such as salmonella, E. coli, or norovirus. If you'd like to learn Most- a little more about salmonella, go listen to our kissing chicken or our chicken, <laughs> our chicken, chicken kissing. Chicken. Yeah, bought me right. here a kissing chicken. That's what I got. Uh- <laughs> Jesus Christ! I scared the shit out of myself. Did you really? Are you okay? Well, so, uh, you know, I recorded my daughter's room because she's in college and she's not here, right? Well, I left my fan on down on my room so I could hear it. So, I pushed the door shut. So, I don't have any lights on in here because I don't need them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I just saw something out of the corner of my eye and I realized that my, mo- my daughter still has her mirror on the backside of her door. Nah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, there's a handsome man trying to. Oh, hey. <laughs> That beautiful man stalking me again. So I'm here to say salmonella, E. coli, and norovirus, uh, the most common stomach flu in the U.S. Oh, wow. Uh, Parasites such as Giardia and Campylobacter are also on the watch list. We're watching you. Giardia sounds like a cheese. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I got like a roast beef Uh, sandwich with a slice of Giardia. I also think of that Italian chef on Food Network. I can't remember. It's very similar to Giardia. I don't remember. His name is. So, uh, the prevalence of stomach bugs at the beach comes down to one thing. Poop. <laughs> oh, boy. Traces of fecal contaminants and microbes have been found in sand samples and in some water samples at both freshwater and marine beaches. So, uh, how does poop end up in the beach? Uh, some studies point to human sewage contaminating from nearby treatment plants, but fecal pollution also shows up at beaches from uh, treatment facilities that are far from the beach. Uh, so storm surges and heavy rainfall can carry human waste further down from the source, and uh, wild animals may contaminate uh, their droppings. Or contribute to their droppings. Oh, sorry. I'm saying back to you. Or may, or may contribute their droppings. Contribute. Yes. As if they're, yeah. Hey, guys, there's a cause we really need to get involved in. Exactly. What's that? <laughs> uh, making human shit like a Christmas goose. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, exactly. we're just going to drop this here. The goose is like, um, I'm in on it. Uh, everybody used to say, don't drink water because fish fuck in it. Yeah, that was me. Poop. My dad told was me he? that. Did he? Yep, my dad told me that. Hey, he goes, I never drink water. I'm like, why not? He's like, fish fucking that stuff. And I am 99% <laughs> sure that I told our intern that joke once. <laughs> I heard the first in Oklahoma from a manager. Damn it. You mean so. my dad didn't come up with that? Yeah. He's completely original. 100%. Fucking liar. And we I'm love you, Doug. He didn't say that. <laughs> we love you, Doug. Yeah. Uh, keep in mind seawater that renders 36 out of 1,000 swimmers sick with gastroenteritis is acceptably clean by EPA standards. <laughs> so 3.6%. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
They're so, good with that. Let's talk about MRSA or MRSA, which is actually. Let's talk about MRSA, baby. Let's talk, talk about, about being sick as shit. <laughs> Uh, so MRSA or methylene resistant Staphylococcus aureus, uh, Ooh. it is a, did I get that right? You did. Yes. Anyway, uh, a more common. <laughs> you would have known that if you'd read the bottom of the paragraph. Oh, wow. Yeah. Literally three lines down. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, so MRSA is actually a more common worry uh, in hospitals. In fact, this is actually one of the things that I, I, I really worry about. I don't want MRSA. And actually, I probably have some of it. but uh, You most definitely have it like in your nasal patches and stuff like that. Like yeah. 95% of medical professionals have it. But I don't want it to become, I believe, the, the phase you don't want is where it becomes colonized, which is basically where your body, your entire <clears throat> body is now its home and you have symptoms persistently, chronically well, for the rest of your life. Those, they set up those log walls and they drill them into your intestines. Absolutely. They have, you know, warning fires going on. Yeah. There's hunting parties. I mean, when they set up a colony like that, they really have to go. This time next year, they're going to call it Thanksgiving. I think it's. <laughs> anyway, so a more common worry in hospitals, anti and start, uh, antibiotic. And start oppressing the other bacteria in my body. <laughs> Uh, antibiotic resistant bacteria have infiltrated the ocean as well. So, uh, with high human traffic and generally warm waters, because you gotta remember, bacteria likes moist and warmth. Um, mm. beaches provide an ideal breeding uh, home for, uh, MRSA. So, regular staph infections begin as small bumps and they look like little bug bites or maybe like a pimple, uh, but they can progress into really large abscesses. So, they even grow deeper to the body and they threaten uh, bones and they can you even- You get around here. You can't come around here, man. <laughs> I was here first. Not, get out of town. You're, you're not funny. No, my name's Humorous. You're not funny. I'm the, I'm the funny bone. <laughs> I feel like there's so much irony in the fact that how bad that joke was, but we kept telling it and it's about, <laughs> it's about like something calling something else. Not f anyway. Uh, yeah. So yeah, even growing, yeah. Uh, growing even deeper into the body and threatening bones of vital organs. So uh, severe cases turn into pneumonia or pneumonia, however you want to say it. Uh, the other form of, which is another form or that ah, fuck and other and forms of respiratory <laughs> distress. Oh, did you see the message we got about how to uh, stop yawning while you're recording? You just chew gum. Yeah, I think I would die hearing that over the microphone. Um, <laughs> just trying to edit that shit out. Uh, so, antibiotic ointment can usually treat minor skin infections, but more serious cases require intravenous antibiotics and surgery. So... Uh, in subtropical ocean waters, swimmers have roughly 37% chance of encountering some form of staph bacteria, though some estimates put that number closer to like 50%. For MRSA specifically, a 2009 study found it at 5 out of 10 public beaches along the Puget Sound. And a 2012 survey of three California beaches found MRSA in 1.6% of seawater samples and 2.7% of sand samples. MRSA has also been found in freshwater lakes and beaches, Though one study suggests that it has better survival chances in marine water because staff consumes salt as a nutrient. I did not know that. Yeah, neither did I. So, Pontiac fever and Legionnaire's disease. This is where you really oh. want to join the military and then buy a car. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Legionnaire's disease. Legionnaire's. Uh, acquired its name in July 1976 when an outbreak of pneumonia occurred amongst people attending a con con convention of the American Legion at the Bellevue Stratford Hotel in Philadelphia. Of the 182 reported cases, mostly men, mm -hmm. 29 of them died. 
Uh, oh, on January 18th, 1977, the causative agent was identified as a previously unknown strain of bacteria subsequently named Legionella. Legionella. Because that's what you want your uh, Legion meeting to be. Named. Legionella sounds like, oh God, like it sounds like a food product of something. Like like, like a substitute butter that's like not really butter. <laughs> like is this butter? No, it's, it's Legionella. Legionella. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, like a fake kind of like mayonnaise or yeah, something like that. Like, oh yeah, like a vegan mayonnaise. Right, exactly. What's that? It's Legionella. No, 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 no. Wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna no. I'm gonna replace this again. Like some sort of peanut butter, like almost like a Nutella, but Legionella. <laughs> Is that peanut butter? Is that chocolate spread? No, it's Legionella. <laughs> let's see how many different companies we can get sued by this week. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, let's see. And the species that caused the outbreak was named Legionella pneumophilia. Pneumophila. Pneumophila. I really should wear my glasses while I'm doing this. Oh, maybe. Uh, Legionella bacteria, the microbes behind the illness, happily grew in warm, fresh water. So the reason it happened at this particular hotel was it was uh, summertime. Summertime, some, some, summertime. And <laughs> summertime the, uh, sadness. Anyway. <laughs> and it developed in the uh, cooling towers of the air conditioning system, which subsequently blew it all over the hotel. Wow. Yeah. So uh, their sweet spot falls between <laughs> the sweet spot falls between 95 and 115 degrees Fahrenheit or. Freedom height, if you're one of those people. Not <laughs> Celsius, it's freedom height. Uh, which means they, did you know they shut down all the exits going into downtown Portland tonight? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Except uh, I just ran it in the ambulance. Nice. Boom. Flipping the bird out the window. You know. <laughs> Perfect. Actually, I pulled up and said, hey, I'm going to the hospital. And they're like, yeah, go ahead. Nice. They said, there's a car behind you. I said, it's family. They said, okay, we'll let them through. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. I'll, I'll let you pick which one is true. <laughs> kind of a pick your own adventure for Franken's day. There you go. Uh, which means they absolutely love the hot tub. They actually love hot tubs. They also like hot water heaters. Uh, the bacteria latch onto water vapor particles and people contact these diseases by inhaling contaminated mist or steam. At the beach, the most likely place you'd come across Legionella is in the public shower. The one you were saying that you loved so much earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, oddly, not the only thing you can pick up at a public shower in a beach. Uh, talk to George Michael about that. In 2007, researchers found that water from seven of 36 beach showers across southern Italy tested positive for uh, legionnaires. The most common strain are legion L. pneumophila, the most common strain behind the illnesses. The mild version, <laughs> eh, it's just a chest infection dubbed Pontiac fever. Yeah, I ain't got no legionnaires. I just got a Pontiac fever. <laughs> or you really want to buy a car, a Pontiac car. That's what I'm saying. I got the fever that only a Pontiac will fix. <laughs> uh, and the only cure is more Pontiac. That's the way it should go. I got a fever, uh, which goes away in two, uh, two to four days. A more severe form of Legionella infection, Legionnaire's disease, looks a lot like a serious case pneumonia with coughing, fever, muscle aches for up to two weeks. <clears throat> Boy, that doesn't sound familiar these days, does it? Hmm. Not at all. Coronav coronavirus or Legionnaire's, your choice, dude. Uh, the CDC estimates about eight to 18,000 infected people wind up in the hospitals across the U.S. Uh, normally, a round of injected antibiotics does the trick, but roughly 15% of the cases prove fatal. Ooh. Yeah. It's no fun. 
So, brain-eating wow. amoeba or how amoeba. I feel every time Chris talks. What's that? How I feel every time Chris talks. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> it's actually why I'm like this. It's uh, eating my brain. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, infections of Nagleria fowleri, the so-called brain-eating amoeba, are extremely rare. Some might even say Which, exceedingly yay. rare. <laughs> or something. Which I mean. Yay for being extremely rare. Don't get me wrong. Anything yeah. called brain-eating amoeba. Yeah, not solid. Not something you want. <laughs> but only freshwater beachgoers need to worry about this one because N. Fowleri, uh frequents the warm waters and soils of freshwater lakes and ponds. Entering a swimmer's body through the nose, also known as the nose or nausea, uh, N. Fowleri is lured up the olfactory nerve by neurotransmitter chemicals until it reaches- Come on. Come on, buddy. Come on. I'm luring up the olfactory nerve. Oh, I thought you were talking to your dog again. I'm like, really? Now? Like, <laughs> no, but he thinks I am. God damn it. He started moaning behind me again. <laughs> I got to stop doing that. Oh, God. It's okay, Hi, buddy. Willie. Uh, and everyone, welcome to the show. Today's guest is Willie. He's not going to talk. Yeah. He's a dog. Um, but he will provide distraction. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and he is Especially cute. That's why I keep doing things that's uh, calling him. Yeah, he is cute, it's I okay, will man. say. Um, he's adorable. Totes adorbs. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Enfileri is lured up the olfactory nerve by neurotransmitter chemicals until it reaches the brain. So normally, uh, Enfileri lives off bacteria, but once in the brain, it eats what's in front of it, which would be the brain, uh, including a condition called uh, primary amoebic uh, menin meningoencephalitis, or PAM. <laughs> We're going to go with PAM on that one. Yep, so we, we, we sure are. Um, if you want to know what PAM stands for at any point during this podcast, just rewind. There you go. <laughs> uh, additional symptoms look like the stomach flu, headache, vomiting, and fever. But unlike your average stomach bug, PAM is typically fatal. Ooh. I feel bad for people named PAM. Mm -hmm. It's like Pam's, Karen's, and Carol Baskin's are two people that I have an just, Aunt Pam. I have an Aunt Pam, and she hasn't killed me yet. Yet. You have a headache? Dun, dun, dun. You, ever had, have you ever had a headache? No. I'm getting one. You ever vomited? <laughs> yeah. You ever had a fever? When, ooh, when she's around, too. As the infection becomes more severe, the infected person will have seizures. That's no fun. Hallucinations and can fall into a coma. They make it seem like he's walking along and then, boom, God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like those videos where somebody's walking along the curb or walking along the sidewalk with their phone out. Right. And they fall into an open grate or something. Right. <laughs> Which actually could land you in a coma. Land so, in a coma, yeah. Fair. So, only eight cases of PAM uh, due to Anfaliri exposure proved fatal between 2007 and 2008. And the CDC only counts 28 total cases linked to recreational waters between 2003 and 2012. According to the CDC, drinking water that contains Anfaliri won't make you sick. Acids in the stomach probably kill the free-swimming microbe on the spot. So we're talking about a brain-killing fatal disease. I really don't want to hear probably. Yeah, it's, it's probably fine. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. I'd swim yeah. in it. <laughs> it's actually one of those things where you pee in the water. It. Don't get up your nose. You pee in the water, it'll kill it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, sarcarial dermatitis, commonly known as swimmer's itch. Mm. The patchy skin rash. The patchy skin rash is caused by exposure to uh, trematode parasite larvae in fresh water. It manifests within forty-eight hours of exposure and can last up for up to seven days. Normally, these parasites infect snails and then jump to ducks and other birds. <laughs> Bonsai. <laughs> uh, but they Geronimo! also uh, can, 
<laughs> Did you hear something, honey? <laughs> Man, I don't feel so good. This is patch on my arm. <laughs> uh, uh, but they occasionally infect humans as well. First identified at Lake Mich- Michigan in 1928, trematode parasites only inhabit freshwater lake beaches. In marine environments, the term swimmer's itch may also refer to a rash caused by contact with a larva from the thimble jellyfish and other snardian, snar, snidarian species. Uh, treating the rash with an antihistamine or cortisone cream may provide relief. Woof! Hookworms. Walking barefoot on a tropical beach may sound idyllic, but uh, in some areas... You'll want to uh, be wary of hookworms, which are parasites that uh, can infect both people and animals. Uh, Some species of hookworms that typically infect cats and dogs can be transmitted to people through sand or contaminated soil, according to the CDC. Uh, This happens when infected animals defecate in sand or soil and pass hookworm eggs in their their stool. (laughs) I was going to say just straighten their shit, but you know. But I didn't because I'm classy like that. Uh, stool, stool, stool. There we go. People can then become infected if they walk barefoot or lay down on the infected sand or soil, the CD says. Indeed, a Canadian couple, re- and I actually had like three or four links to this article or articles about this. Indeed, a Canadian couple recently revealed that they contracted hookworm in their feet while walking barefoot in the Caribbean. The hookworms are typically found in tropical or subtropical regions. The hookworm larvae can burrow into the unprotected skin and then crawl around in the top layers of the skin. However, because humans aren't normal hosts for the hookworms, the parasites usually don't live more than six weeks in people. Oh, that's good. I'm only going to have the hookworms for six weeks. That's not a problem. So, roundworms. So, uh, at beaches that allow dogs, like Willie, uh, the sand mm-hmm. might harbor the Toxocyra kennis, a parasitic roundworm, which is much different than a triangular or square worm. Uh, that mm-hmm. typically or rectangular rectangular worms are horrible. Oh right, yeah, they're just well, and they're just they're just so boring. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, the square worms are boring. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, it typically actually infects canines, uh, according to uh, ASM. Uh, what's ASM? Oh, God damn it. Moving on. Right. I'll find out. Okay. I think I, I think I deleted it because I thought it was something else. Sure. All right. Uh, people can become infected with T. canis uh, by accidentally swallowing soil or dogs that have been contaminated with dog feces and contain T. canis uh, eggs, according to the CDC. So still, the risk of catching this parasite from the beach sand is not clear. However, a study in France, en français, conducted in the mm-hmm. 1990s, found uh, T. canis to be a common parasite on the beaches. And another study, this one in Australia, found no T. canis eggs in more than 250 samples from the beaches and parks that allowed dogs. Because this parasite is more commonly found in puppies than older dogs, the Australian study concluded that the major risk of T. canis to humans is from... Oh. What? Australian something. Oh, ASM. Yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, the Australian study concluded that the major risk of T. canis to humans is from environments where puppies are found. Uh, so, let's round this off with some fun guy. Because fun guys can always happen at the beach. Badoom, cha. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, that ASM that uh, we talked about earlier. Oh, Australian is the... Society for Microbiology. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chris? 
So you Australian nothing, actually. <laughs> but anyway. Australian Society for Microbiology. American Society for Microbiology. Australian. According to your next paragraph, it says American Society for Microbiology. ASM. It's a different ASM. There's an American also. There are way too many ASMs in this. There's also <laughs> Ambulance Service oh, Manager. Ambulance Service Manager. Yeah. <laughs> a certification <laughs> that I have. All yeah, right. me too. Uh, so, fungi. The fungus is among us at the beach, too. Uh, types of fungi that cause skin and nail infections, which belong to a broad group known as uh, dermatophytes, have been found on beaches. They may spread through direct contact with people, animals, or sand, according to the American Society for Microbiology, ASM. Much, much more free than the Australian Society. That's mm -hmm. not true. Yeah. We have a lot of Aussie <laughs> listeners, and so... Never mind that I said that. No. Uh, so common beach dermatophytes include uh, Trichophyton metagrophytes, Trichophyton metagrophytes, and Trichophyton rubrum. He says with authority. Which, hey, it's very close <laughs> to red rum. Have you noticed that? Between oh, your yeah. aunt and that, you're dead, man. Um, <laughs> which can cause ringworm, athlete's foot, and jock itch, which is a... <laughs> It's like swimmer's itch, but you can catch a football, uh, according to <laughs> ASM. Other types of fungi found at beaches include species of uh, Aspergillus, which may cause lung infections, and Candida, which may cause yeast infections. However, infections with Aspergillus and Candida are more common among people with weakened immune systems, ASM said. There you go. So that is what I could find while on post in between calls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, that's the fun shit that can yeah. happen at the beach. Yeah, I thought you know, with everybody trying to get out to the beach this year, maybe, and with everything, excuse me, everything else that's going on, mm -hmm. might be good to put out some information to cool people's jets about going to the beach. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I mean, in, in addition to coronavirus, BT dubs, mm -hmm. right? So you got yeah. coronavirus, and uh, apparently, you know. A bunch of other things that can just make you shit a lot. <laughs> We've talked a lot now, about Allie poop and dogs today. Exactly. Uh, Ali did want to mention that most of these things are pretty rare. So don't like get this to stop you from going to the beach. Yeah. Let the coronavirus do that for you. Exactly. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, just uh, some knowledge that there are there is stuff out there that can make the day at the beach a little less fun. I don't think we I think we may see less of this. And this is pure. <laughs> speculation on my part. Mm -hmm. We may see a little bit less in this because it is cooler up here. And I think less people walk barefoot on the beach. That's very true. And if you notice, there's a lot of, um, I mean, I walk barefoot on the beach, but you also notice that there's, um, a lot of these bacteria I talk about warm waters. Uh, the Gulf of Mexico mm -hmm. is a common place to get some of these infections as well. So, um, right. we're not saying they don't exist in the Pacific Northwest. I'm sure they do, but right. You know, between those two factors of them being less prevalent. And again, Total speculation on our part. <laughs> They're less prevalent and we're less likely to walk uh, barefoot on the beach. Uh, you missed the one about the Canadian couple that got hookworm from walking on the beach in the Caribbean. Wow. Yeah. Happy friggin' trip to the Caribbean on that one. Yeah. The happy trip to the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, this is a fun little episode. It's uh, going to be a little bit shorter than normal, but uh, we'll be yeah, back that's next okay. week with another good... Yeah. Hey, better to end on a yeah, high note than to stretch it out till it sucks. Right. <laughs> Looking at you, Breaking Bad. I'm joking, actually. Breaking whole, Bad was perfect. Breaking Bad was an amazing show. Have you watched um, Better Call Saul? Yes. God, that's good. Have you? Are you caught up? Yeah, I am. Yeah, one wow. more season. It's getting good. 
Oh, that's right. They're, doing, they're stopping after the next season. Mm-hmm. One more season. Yeah. And they started filming in February is what I heard. Yeah. And then it all got shut down. Yeah. Well, I mean, the nice the nice thing. Better I mean Better Call Saul has always been on like an extent like its seasons always have big gaps between them, so Right. Not a, yeah. Not a thing. Yeah, it's uh it's pretty good. Yeah. So Well hey. Like I said, kind of a shorter episode, but uh just did also didn't want to get I mean there was I didn't want to get to me it seemed like if we went on for an hour, at some point it just becomes morbid. Right, right. Well, you, know, you really don't want people to go to the beaches this season. Oh, hey, look, Plus, there uh, it is. You, we skipped it. And sharks. Oh, we're not there yet. Sharks. Oh, sharks. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, see, I told you to pop up. Sorry. Boom. I was confusing toast and whatever we were going to say for toast Mark. at the end of the show. <laughs> we'll say it. Mark because yes. you are the, uh, you, you turn the, the color yeah, perfectly Yeah, I, I agree about like it is toast. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, sharks are bad. Yeah, sharks are bad. So, uh, they might eat you. A couple years ago, I went down to Florida to see my parents while they were vacationing in the springtime. And uh, my daughter and I were swimming out in the ocean, which I do enjoy doing. Yay. Throwing a ball back and forth, laughing and joking. And I kicked out to swim over to get the ball. And I don't know what my foot touched, but it was big and it was smooth. And it wasn't there anymore after I, I did that. And uh, so, yeah, we went back to the beach pretty quick. Because <laughs> there died. were uh, signs talking about how, yeah. But maybe because there were signs at the beach saying, hey, you got to be careful when you go in the water because of rays, some sort of ray, a manta ray or something like that. Oh, that yeah. They're partially under the sand and they will sting you if you step on them. And then they also had stuff Dude. up there about uh, yeah. sharks coming in to eat the manta rays <laughs> or dolphins. Oh, shit. So I'm like, it was a shark or a dolphin. What? 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 Uh, fingers what? crossed it was Flipper, man. Right. Yeah. So I said to Beck, I go, it could be a dolphin, could have been a shark. Which one do you want to think? She goes, I'm ready to go back. Yeah, me too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we swam back and hung out with my parents. Nice. But. Nice. <sighs> right. Yeah, that's all I got, man. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. But, no, uh, I don't think there is. If you're trying to get a hold of us on. No, no. If you're trying to get a hold of us on social media, then we're on Twitter at. Uh, Medside stuff, M E D S I D E S Q F F. We're on med- uh, Facebook at Medical Stuff and we're on Instagram at Medical Stuff 52. Please drop us a line. If you like to send us an email, please do. We're at Medside Stuff at yahoo.com. And that's all I've got. Thank you all for listening. Uh, EMS 2020 put out a new episode this week, I believe. It's last Friday, uh, last Wednesday. We did. We did put out a new and, one. And, uh, so please go show them some love and also go check out Bob's podcast, Positive Light. And, uh, Find out how the uh, the pure people live, you know. Because <laughs> you're not going to find that on this show. <laughs> but Bob's going to help you climb out of the gutter that we're dragging you down into. Okay? I'm just going to be honest about that. <laughs> and so that's all I've got, Chris. So, Mark. Mark.